Hello, lovers. V here. We are so excited to release this episode, which is setting our intentions for 2024 and reflecting on 2023. We did record this in the month of December. So that was pre me losing my DP virginity on New Year's Eve night. So in this episode, when we talk about my 2024 intentions, that may come up, don't get confused. And if you haven't listened to it, go listen to the butt stuff episode, because that's where you'll hear all those dirty details. Enjoy. Whenever there's a dildo in his ass, must just like hit the prostate right, and he just literally fires so far over my head that this is the second time <laughs> that I got cum in my eye. This is like two weekends in a row. Oh my God. <laughs> 2023 was slutty as fuck. <laughs> and for me, I often like forget sexual experiences, not because they're not memorable. It's just, I don't know. I have to unpark one car to park another car in this garage of memory space that I have. (laughs) And so it's nice to go back. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm starting to get to that point because like, I've always been like, how can she not remember? Like, this is so crazy to me. But now I'm like, oh, wow, I have more sexual experiences under my belt. And it's like easy to forget some of them, even though they were in fucking credible. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to become like a high level of like, oh yeah, we did this, but I can't remember specific details of moment to moment to moment, you know. What a blessing to live this life. (laughs) (laughs) So many sexual experiences. Remember them all. Well, so (laughs) welcome everyone to Girls Gone Deep. We're super excited today to dive into a a couple of reflective things, a couple of things looking to the future. So looking back on 2023, some of our sexual highlights, some lessons learned, major takeaways, things that we're working on and have kind of been able to pinpoint this year. And then looking forward to 2024 and what's on our fuck it list and maybe some things that (coughs) I didn't check off this year that I need to carry (laughs) on over to the 2024 fuck it list. I'm here with you, so. (laughs) So if you are um, tuning in for the first time or so, I am V. And I'm L. And as you know, we are going to be talking about all the naughty things non-monogamy brings us and all the crazy shit that happens in between in our brains and how we work through it. So a little bit of the naughty and a little bit of the nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in like full on Christmas mode right now. Yeah, you really are. Speaking speaking of Christmas, we had a really Christmas slutty weekend this weekend in New York. Yeah, so let's start with the recap of that. Yeah. Well, so how was it for you? You were only there one of the two nights. Everybody came to New York. There were 16 of us by Saturday night, Mm -hmm. which was wild to me. Yeah. And the fact that we were able to navigate through New York together as a group of 16 was amazing. (laughs) Um, I thought it was a great weekend. And looking back, it was just, it happened so quick, so fast. And I just wish I had more time with everybody. Like I didn't capitalize on just connecting with some people while I was there just because 
I don't know. It's just one of those things when you're in the moment, you just assume you have all the time in the world. And then next thing you knew, we were, it was five o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh my God, like we, I need to go to bed. Like I need to go. <laughs> yeah. You're fully sober and pregnant and uh-huh. she's popping ladies and gentlemen. We were all like touching her belly <laughs> the entire night. It was so cool. Yeah. It was, it was really cute. Like people, like the, whenever anyone came up to say hello to me, they said hello to my belly first before they said hello to me. <laughs> And I was like, I love you guys. Well, so just a little rundown on what the weekend was. So most people stayed in hotels because Jay and I do not have the space. We live in New York City, so we don't have the space to host everybody. Um, So that in itself for me was a little bit like – I wanted to make sure that that was as seamless and effortless as possible for everybody because I'm coming into this. This is my first time, quote unquote, hosting. And everybody has hosted us. You're wonderful, beautiful, huge houses that you have rooms for everybody to stay in, if not garages and annexes and stuff like that. That's because we can. (laughs) Because you live in the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean – as I was thinking of my takeaways from this weekend and some things I wanted to work on coming out of this, like I'm going to let go a little bit more next time because, you know, I do, I live in New York, you know, I, of course it's going to be smaller. And so I had these like weird kind of judgmental voices in my head coming into it. Like what's everybody going to think of my small apartment and stuff. And, and, you know, again, it's easy when we go to everybody else's houses. It's like you're just in this one spot and we all wake up in the same spot. You don't have to travel anywhere. Like it's easy. And here it was like, okay, the logistics of getting 16 people from Jersey City across the river and then into Manhattan and then into Brooklyn and then back to Manhattan and then back to Brooklyn. It was just like crazy because we had some really cool stuff on the schedule. It just like just so happened that it was all across the city. So Friday night was pretty chill. We just kept it um, on the Jersey side. So Jay actually lives in Hoboken. We say he lives in New York, but he lives in Hoboken. Uh, <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's it's beautiful. It has a view of the city. So we were happy to host everybody there because the first night it was only eight or 10 of us. So then you guys went to dinner You guys, and then you guys hung out at your place. Did you guys play? Did you guys have some fun? Yes. And another takeaway for me. So going into the week, as I just shared, you know, I was kind of stressing about making sure everything was like super seamless and easy for everybody. And I was in therapy and my therapist was like, listen, you know that in the past using alcohol has been a way for you to just let loose at these parties after you've been hosting and you're in host mode and you're just like, go, go, go. And like, you can't just like let loose. So, you know, you'll use alcohol to loosen you up and just numb out. And Mm -hmm. so how can we set you up for success? And I'm like, ooh, I didn't even think about that. Thank you, therapist. She's the (laughs) fucking best. I love her so much. So something that we pinpointed as a tool was I need – in my everyday life, I need that downtime to recuperate my energy. And especially on these weekends when we have these 5 a.m. nights like, and we have two in a row possibly, you know, I need to make sure that I recoup my – 
batteries rather than turning to substances to help me to stay awake and to help me to let loose and all of that. So I wanted to set myself up for success. So I came out of work on Friday and I I went straight to Jay's house and I skipped dinner. So to your point, did we go to dinner? Yes. Everybody else went to dinner. I did not. I skipped dinner so that I could just like get my head space after work, you know, decompress and just be in the space. And then I was like excited and ready and not coming into it depleted. Mm. So that was like a major aha moment and takeaway for me. Right. Energizing your battery, filling you up before you drain. Yeah. That's awesome. Topping you off. Which which (laughs) is why you didn't come on Friday night. Is that correct? This is correct. Yeah. I could, I don't think I could have physically handled two nights in a row like that because of being pregnant. I just have lower energy stores, so to speak. Like it just, you know, it, I get drained super easily. Like even when it was the nighttime, Saturday night at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I was already starting to get really tired and it was difficult for me to have conversations and stay engaged and want to play and do all the things. And so I found myself just being more quiet and just kind of sitting and just kind of conserving what I had left. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then yesterday, like on the way back on Sunday, like I was zonked out. Like I probably said a total of like 20 words the entire day. It was a quiet ride home. It was a quiet time at the house. Like I was just like, took a three hour nap, you know, and then I, I still need one more good night to catch back up. So yeah, so that's, you're exactly right. It was just preserving my energy when I could. Well, and I think observing you this year, I've noticed you and um, exercising your nose so much more. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, ouch, they don't want to do this or like they don't want to spend two <laughs> nights with me. But like I fucking get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not about anyone else. It's about you and and what's healthy for you. And and also Nadia and Porn DJ are doing the same thing. And I really respect it. And I fucking miss you guys. So then actually when I do see you, I I try to just really, you know, milk it for all it's worth, pun intended, perhaps. Yeah. But- <laughs> oh, stay tuned. <laughs> Coming but- soon. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I, I I'm inspired by that. And I think you're giving permission to others in the group who might want to do the same, but feel like they will have FOMO and don't want to miss out. And pressure and need to be there. Yeah. I just look at it as how will I show up as my best self? And that is what it takes now for me to show up as my best self. So I'm happy that it's really great about this group too, is that nobody in our group pressures you to come or to go and like, oh my God, you're not coming Friday. Why aren't you coming Friday? You should come. You know, nobody does that. And it's, that makes it a lot easier to exert our no. Otherwise we would feel the pressure of saying yes. So I thank you for respecting (laughs) our little decisions like that. However, like looking back, I'm like, man, that was really quick. But I will say that, you know, the times that were really cool was actually the Uber rides. I really enjoyed actually the Uber rides because every Uber ride was with somebody different in the mm. in the car. So it allowed me just that more private time because I felt like at the events, like when we were at the show, it was hard to communicate with everybody. We only had those small, short intermissions and then that was it. And then it was dinner. We could have definitely, I could have definitely mingled more. And then the club that we were just all kind of spread out. I couldn't find half of you guys half the time either, which is interesting at the club. So what we did on Saturday, so you yeah. guys arrived at like like 
three or something like that. Yeah. And we had to leave right away. So we went to a five o'clock show of Nutcracker Rouge put on by Company XIV in Brooklyn. Everybody check them out when you come to New York. uh, If you like like Cirque du Soleil, would you say it's like Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, like a sexy Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) It's a burlesque Cirque du Soleil twist on the Nutcracker. Uh, So we went to that at five o'clock and then we zhuzhed at my place, which is back in Manhattan. And then we took Ubers to NSFW, the sex club that we go to here in New York. We have always sung its praises to all of our friends. Half of you have been, but half of them have not been. And there's a new venue that just opened up. They were doing a soft opening on Saturday night. And it is a huge venue, massive. And it was a soft opening. So it was um, not finished. <laughs> yeah. It was not finished at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the the organizers will be the first ones to tell you that. And I think the, um, the founder, Daniel Saint, he actually like wrote on his Instagram, he was like, this is literally 30% of what it's going to be. Mm. And, and I could oh, see I that. that. Like yeah. we went around and walked around and like poked behind like all these curtains and it was just like construction zone, construction zone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's going to be – it has so much potential and I can't wait to see where it goes. But basically, I think people were just figuring out the space and so it was not super conducive for our group to a sexy time, especially with 16 people. Like we wanted like – you know, two beds next to each other for us. And like, that was not going to happen in this space. No, there wasn't enough bed space, to be honest, for how large it was and for how many people were there. I mean, good for them for filling it. I think people were really excited to see the new space. So they probably didn't even expect the turnout to be what it was when they made the event. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I would think so. But at the same time, they had a pretty good following before. Yeah, I think that's the thing. So like the old NSFW, the um, Soho loft that we've been to, we have a couple of people in our group who, so Jess and Ace, they used to live here and they were like OG members. And there have been a couple of different locations of NSFW. I've only experienced the one and they said that wasn't even their best one. So I am mm. in their opinion. So I'm just really curious to see how they turn this one out because it sounds like they've done it to multiple places. So let's go, you know, I'm I'm happy to hear that. So, so we basically hung out in the space for, you know, an hour and a half maybe. And then I guess none of us were just really feeling like we couldn't find our spot. There was no space on beds to play. It wasn't really even turning sexy. I felt like it was going to take a long time for it to convert over. And then to be honest, I was a little irritated by the cigarette smoke. Uh, Um, that was just I'm really it every time. Yeah, I just wish that they would ban that. Like I just or like have a special spot with a ventilated room or something for that because it just really I feel like I'm in a casino or something and I just freak when I leave and it's disgusting. Yeah, so it is a what is it? Weed-friendly space, so people yeah. can smoke weed, but it ends up being cigarettes and it's really it is very frustrating. I know even people who do smoke who are like, I don't want to smoke inside. Like that's fucking gross, you know? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And like, not only that, like people were like ashing right on the floor just because it was concrete. I was like, what are you like? Respect the space. Like we can't even take our shoes off and walk around barefoot because now you're ashing. 
you know, on the ground. So it was just an interesting thing to see. So I want to voice it because I want people to hear it. Cause like, you know, I think this is important to address and to talk about and to understand. I think also something that you had mentioned while we were there, the way that it was laid out right now, because only 30% of it is open, it was just one big room where everybody was partying and possibly getting sexy. I did see yeah. some people getting a little bit sexy like as we were leaving, yeah. but you had mentioned in the last location, there was a curtain right before the play space. And so there was like a lot of mingling area and like the icebreaker games outside of the curtained area. So once you got through the curtained area in the old space, it felt like this is the almost like a sacred Mm -hmm. area where there's no phones. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you go in there, you know, it's, it's play space. You're either observing or, you know, participating or, you know, that, you know, you're being a little bit quieter. You're not like, you know, fucking up people's sexy vibes. So they need a curtain to create a space of reference. Yeah, it does. It does change it. Like, that's I think that's why I didn't switch over. There's everybody was chit chatting and talking all around everywhere, and that's like one of my minor like pet peeves in play is like if you're going to be talking in a play space, it better be dirty talk for the most mm. part. Uh, he, here and there, comments are fine, you know what I mean. But like, keep it sexy, keep it in the moment so that nobody falls out of it, you know, kind of a thing. And it was just hard for me. That was not an environment for me to get sexy in. Like I, I knew it wasn't going to happen for me. Well, so that's interesting and it actually ties into some of my reflections on the year and like takeaways from the year. But so we ended up leaving NSFW as our group to go back to Jay's place in Hoboken. And so we had a an impromptu Hose in Hoboken, the Joy Edition. <laughs> that's and it was just so fun to have everybody there. But I will say we were all congregating around the what was meant to be the play and sexy area because it's a one-bedroom apartment. So, of course, like – but it just – it just – I just made this connection that it's like at NSFW where everyone was partying and trying to play in the same space. It's not great. So I found that – I started getting sexy because Holly and another one of our girls went into Jay's bedroom and they left the door open and I I like peeked in and I was like, ooh, and they started getting sexy in there. And so I kind of went in and the DJ went in and Jay went in. So like I found that I was able to get sexy in there, heard the party going on in the other room. That's awesome. But it was helpful to me to have that quieter space with more reverence for the play. Yes. And then I appreciated hearing the sex that was happening in the room because you left the door open. Now, I didn't go in there to see what was happening, but I heard it. And I think that that helped me transition into a sexy time with Ace out in the living space. And so I appreciated that you guys jump-started that (laughs) in Mm. that room. Shout out actually to Holly and we're going to call her Freya. 
they really got it started. And Holly later told me like that was their intention. They were like, we're just going to go in there and we're going to use the double-ended dildo and we're just going to moan really loud and we're going to get it started. So it worked. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. (laughs) There's your tip for this episode, guys. If the sexiness is not starting, go into another room and moan super loud. (laughs) (laughs) Check and check. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there has to be a leader. There has to be an instigator. There has to be somebody that switches it over. And, mm-hmm. and it, it takes intention. It takes collaboration. It takes using your words or action, you know? So how was your sexy time with Ace? It was great. So Ace has a really, he's well endowed and um, we had a lot of foreplay and you jumped in on that for a little bit too. It was a lot of like oral. There was some heteroflexible activity, which was a lot of fun because I always enjoy seeing some heteroflex stuff. And um, it's just something that I don't get very often. It turns me on very much. So it was really hot to observe that and experience that. And then you joined in on it too. Yes. Then we just had, we had some really good sex and he basically said, use me like your toy. And I said, don't mind if I do. (laughs) So I got on top for a bit and I was facing him and then I did reverse cowgirl and that's how I came on his cock was reverse cowgirl, which is one of my favorite positions. And did you use a vibrator or no? Mm, I don't usually use vibrators during play. So I I use my fingers. Like when I, if I'm being, if I'm fucking, I can do my fingers. If there's nothing inserted, then I definitely need a vibrator. But um, yeah, so we had a lot of fun. It was funny because like after we were done fucking, Jay came out of the bedroom and he came over to me and he put his arm around me and he was like, oh, I heard some moaning out here. And he said, I know who that is. I heard it too. I was like, got it, girl. I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, who got to fuck the pregnant chick? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Did you, did you have sex with anyone else? No, it was just him and I, I took a little break after that. And then I was more of a, of a voyeur the rest of the night. So I was watching all the other stuff that was happening around us. So it was was a hot voyeur night for me. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah. So I had a really fun experience um, in the bedroom. So as the girls were using that double-ended dildo, uh, the DJ was in there kind of watching them, starting to like stroke himself a little bit. And then Jay was watching and I started to use a vibrator on myself. And then I was like, give some head right now. So I went over to the DJ and he was like laying on the bed kind of parallel to them. And I just started giving him head and I finished him. And it was such a cool experience. And I was just thinking like, it has been number one, so long since I have given a blowjob, like from beginning to end without like switching to sex or something like that. to completion. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I just was so zoned in and into it and turned on by the situation and his dick is beautiful. And it was just like... I just had so much fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to stop. And I actually asked him at one point, like, do you want to come? And he was like, okay. And because <laughs> yeah. – so this was another thing I was thinking of. It's like in these situations, very rarely do guys at the beginning of playtime give you that kind of okay to make them come because yeah. they want to save it and they want to be able to keep – staying hard for the rest of the night, you know? Yeah. And so that was 
really awesome to be given that okay because yeah. then I noticed that – have you ever thought about this that you give a little bit more effort and chutzpah and enthusiasm? Chutzpah. Chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you know that you're doing it to try to finish them off, it's like you, you're like, okay, let's go. You know, you have more mm-hmm. energy in it. If you're just doing it, like there's still – pleasure and fun in doing it for pleasure and Mm -hmm. fun. But I feel like it's like, okay, we can just stop whenever because he doesn't want to come. And so I just noticed myself like giving it more of my A game. Yeah. I guess because you're, you're, you're allowed to go a little further and bring that person to come or closer to coming. Like sometimes uh, you know, I find that both situations happens where I take it a little easier and then knowing that I can go hard, like I don't want to say go harder, but you know what I mean? Give it my all. Then I can almost get them close to coming. But I also sometimes like to be stopped, like oh, stop. If you keep doing that, you're going to make me come. And then I have to slow down and I take a, bar- a little break, you know, and that's also rewarding to hear too. I really like that. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Totally. Wait, so one thing I always am curious about giving head to completion when you will say, yes, you can come or like, do you want to come? Do you then say, tell them where you want them to come? Or do you say, where do you ask them where they want to come? How do you decide? Because I feel like, and I've heard this in the past where some girls don't like come in their mouth. They just, they just don't want to get that. So, you know, when does that conversation happen for some people in other scenarios? Well, it didn't happen for us. I don't, not that I recall, um, and so he, I, so he came he, in your mouth, my mouth. Yeah. And, and I swallowed, I might've said, or maybe I thought it and didn't say it out loud. I'm not sure. I said, I wanted to taste him. So there you go. <laughs> Come in my mouth. But, but yeah, I guess sometimes there is that, that question. Cause yeah. there are some people with that cum fetish of like, they like to see it on tits or on an ass or whatever. So that is interesting. Yeah, I think I would take it for the most part in my mouth at this point. But then there there are times where I want to see it and I will voice it. And I say, mm. I want you to come all over me. And usually that's how Em and I work because, you know, now that he can come in me, it's fun now because I have to ask for it to be on, I want to see elsewhere. Your yeah. So otherwise, it was just always elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I can call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe if the conversation doesn't happen, it's like if someone has a strong feeling about it or a strong desire, that's when they'll voice it. Yeah. Like if he had said, yeah, you can make me come, but I want to come all over your tits or something like that, you know? So that was like a big takeaway for me from this weekend, just like being able to do it. I'm like, oh yeah, still got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that was fun. And then another thing that I observed in myself, Jay and I were having sex yesterday, like kind of reflecting on the weekend and all the sexy times we had. And like he was inside me and I was like, oh wow, I haven't had any other dicks inside me for quite some time. I didn't fuck anyone else this weekend. I didn't fuck anyone else at Naughty Snowball. I don't know why, but maybe I'm putting up some kind of block. It's very interesting. 
Do you go into the weekend thinking about partners that you want to play with or have fun with? Or like when you go through the night and you feel a sexual attraction that you're like, oh, wow, I I would love to play with him. You know, do you have those fantasies leading into the night or during the night? Yes. Um, And I think maybe this all has something to do with me being more comfortable in a slightly like quieter setting or smaller setting. Because so even M and I were starting to get like we were starting to make out and stuff like that after um, like you and Ace kind of moved away and he started touching me and I told him, oh, I, I don't think I'm ready to be touched right now. And even as I said it, I was like, wait, is that true? Am I not ready? <laughs> like what, yeah. what is this? And I was it's- wondering because you guys were right next to us and then I, you, you guys kind of broke off a little bit and I was wondering what happened there. Okay. So yeah. this is my fault. <laughs> no, it's, there's no fault. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? And so I'm wondering if you can ponder on this, like, why is it that maybe you're not having sex with other people? But like you said, maybe it is an environmental, you know, group situation. I think it is. I think it's that I feel more comfortable. Not that I'm not comfortable in these situations. Like I'm so fucking comfortable with everybody there. So it's not like a comfort level. It's a it's a more intimate thing maybe. Like intimate spaces are what I crave to be able to zone in on that person or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I I resonate with this pretty, this is like a new thing this year where I much more appreciate smaller groups, like six or less is probably my ideal environment. And I was just talking to Jess from Atlanta about this was like, you know, in the beginning, when you first get started, you just want to do it all. You want five, some six, some seven, some eight, some orgies. You just want to like experience all these new things. And now that I've had them all, I'm like, well, I actually want to scale back now. I like the more intimate. We're all coming full circle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, even when you jumped on the bed at NSFW and you called me on top of you and I was like, and I just like shimmied, but I was, it was just me and you we were just in our own little bubble and we me and you were able to just like kiss and chit chat and like be silly together and it was I really was like able to hone in on that you know so smaller groups yeah or like pull people aside maybe like now that I'm articulating that it's like okay next time that happens if M starts touching me maybe the it'll be like ding 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 okay this is that thing that has kind of quote unquote triggered me in the past so here's what I can do here ask him to go into the bedroom Right. Like there take it to a more Done. private space. Yeah. Because it wasn't be- that I didn't want to play with him. I was enjoying him so fucking much. I think I just felt maybe on display or like I just want to – yeah, I wanted to be more intimate with him in an intimate space. Yeah. All right. That's like, that's a, I like that intention to just go into a more private private setting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I want these big settings to go away because yeah. I, I love them. <laughs> yeah, I still love being around that energy. It's intoxicating. Um, I was watching Jess and the builder on the couch next to me and I was on the floor. They were on like the the chase lounge or the chaise lounge, whatever you call it. And she was on top and I could just feel their sexual energy and her getting closer to coming. And I was touching myself and like mouth open and just so zoned in on voyeuring to them that B came over and she was like, watching them was really fun, but watching your face was even better. Yeah. (laughs) 
So sexual highlights. So anything else for this year for you? Like anything that stood out to you? Any lessons that were learned? Okay. So some sexual highlights probably led to the lessons learned. So one of the highlights for me was day orgies are where I can really have energy and just be so present and like my best self. And so I think of Gemini weekend and it was just so great because we were all energetic and ready to go. And like, and again, quote unquote, getting it out of the way takes pressure off for later when maybe you've had more to drink and you know, you're, you you're getting a little bit more lethargic. Yes. So, you know, you're not going to give your best self at that point. I'm not, that's not my best self. And so, um, I love day orgies and that is a major takeaway for me. Yeah. Amen to that. Love day orgies. Um, I would say, Two things. So one is how much I freaking love the sex swing. And I've talked about this on plenty of episodes, but I am pleasantly surprised at that sex swing and uh, strongly advise everyone to check back to the past few episodes where I talk about it a little bit more. So I'm not redundant, but that was amazing. And then I would say that the other highlight for me this year, there's just so many, it's so hard to like narrow down, but I really enjoyed the trip to Mexico that we had with Slutlana. And it was like our first like thruple type of a scenario on vacation. And that was just a really fun environment to be a little naughty in a normie type setting, like in a non, in a monogamous type setting. Like we weren't with anybody else who was lifestyle, but the three of us, even in public, were affectionate with each other. And it was really freeing and fun because I knew I was probably never going to see some of those people ever again. And it didn't really matter. And it was exhilarating to express in public that kind of love and, and share that. So that was a really great trip for me that I really look back on it with a lot of happiness. So mm, good. Yeah trip that I look back on with a lot of happiness is Hito because that was my first year. And I think a major takeaway from there for me was uh, I remember I had the aha moment of like, I love a bunch of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) So I think sexual highlights for me would be this year would be like the times when I had a lot of dicks in and around my mouth and holes. (laughs) So I, you know, in Hito, I had three at a time and I had like a a pseudo threesome with M and J in Hito and then you joined in the end. And then I had a proper threesome with the bouncer and J and it was just so fun. So, um, I I look forward to more of that, more, more dicks in my future. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny you're bringing up dicks and I'm going to jump ahead, but that's my 2024 sexual intention is gangbang, specifically like a hetero flexible gangbang, which I have that different kind of aspect to it. But one for me, one for M, one for, I don't know, whoever wants in on it, (laughs) we're going to have gangbangs. (laughs) All right. How can we make this happen? <laughs> well, I'll have to do some when work is baby and go do? on some field. Yeah, right? A couple more months to figure this out. <laughs> um, another big takeaway from this year that I discovered was sensory deprivation. Mm. I know we've been really highlighting that in the past couple of episodes, but 
I got to say, it's been pretty game-changing for me in these larger situations. It even happened on Friday night at Jay's house. So there were six of us there. It was Jeb the Builder, Jess, Ace, me, and Jay. And we were all just kind of like laying around being mushy, touching each other, but like not really getting sexual. And then Ace kind of kicked it off by saying like, what if we, you know, put V on this chair and the Jay has this like beanbag chair, basically. It's it's love sack. It's like it's a really comfy beanbag chair and it's like a grown-up beanbag chair, quote unquote. But I yeah, fucking yeah. hate it and I always give him shit for it. Because oh I'm like, god. it looks like you're in a college dorm room with a beanbag chair. Oh my god, I love that chair. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because it's such a like I'm like the only one who has these extremely strong feelings about it. So it becomes this point of discussion every time. And so Ace and Jess were like, we're going to make her love that chair. And so so Ace was like, go on the chair and we're going to fuck you on it and blah, blah, blah. So Ace is above me and he's got my arms pinned so I can't move. And Jay is fingering me and licking me and then – Jess is licking me. And then I start to get a little bit in my head because people are watching this scene. And so Ace throws a blanket over my head. And like at one point, he's like, Can you actually breathe down there? Like, I, I'm not trying to like suffocate you. And I was like, Yes, I can. So it was perfect. It was like it, that allowed me to really let go because they got me fully naked. They had me pinned and I was in a very vulnerable position. And, but I felt like I could really fully let go because I couldn't see everyone watching me. And Jay started using the wand on me and Ace was like pinching my nipples and whispering in my ear and telling me how hot I sounded and how hot I looked. And, it was just so erotic yeah. oh. and so huge, huge, huge uh, takeaway this year is sensory deprivation and always having an eye mask with me. Yeah. <laughs> like it just has to be like in the bag with yeah. the lube and the condoms and, and the vibrator. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Adding to that, that go-to bag. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I have to share a sexual highlight that surprised me this year was we were gifted a sex doll. And <laughs> it is a realistic silicone 33-pound half torso of a man. <laughs> so- I saw a picture of this. It's crazy. Okay. His name is Channing. If you guys have access to your phone, please look up Channing the sex doll. <laughs> okay. And we got it as a gift and we are like, what the heck are we going to do with this? And so... You know, we had it for a bit before we used it and we pulled it out the other night. And so he's got pecs, he has abs, and he has a seven inch or an eight inch dong, and he has a butthole that you can fuck, which is like ribbed for pleasure and tight. So M says that it feels like a fleshlight. So if you've ever used a fleshlight, that's what his butthole feels like. And so we brought him out and we just started having some fun with him and it was, it was actually better than I thought. So we sat him on a couch and then I persisted to kneel over him and I rode him on top while M came up from behind and fucked his 
his butthole. <laughs> and it was really hot for both of us to be in action, like having fun in that moment. He feels real. He weighs a lot. And so like, even when you slap his butt, he's got a really cute butt. <laughs> it like, smacks. I'm looking at pictures right now. Yeah. It's so cute. And he sounds like a real human, butt. like it is, he feels like a human, like everything is in, uh, unbelievable. So at one point M had flipped him over and put him on his belly and then fucked him there. And I thought it was really hot. So I was watching and I was using my, my vibrator on myself. And I said, I want to see you come everywhere. And boom, he came. Um, and then we took a little break and then played a couple out like an hour later. So we were playing again. And then he ended up putting Channing in his ass and sitting on it like reverse cowgirl and jerking off. And I thought that was so hot. So he was riding Channing and then he ended up coming again and he shot so far again, whenever there's a dildo in his ass must just like hit the prostate, right. And he just literally fires so far over my head that this was the (laughs) second time that I got cum in my eye. This is like two weekends in a row. Oh my God. (laughs) So Kudos to Channing, the sex toy doll. I was pleasantly surprised leading up to it. I was laughing at this thing, like not sure how I would enjoy it. And surprisingly, it, you know, surprised me more than I thought. (laughs) Mm. I'll add on to that sexy sex toy. And probably for you, a surprising one that you ended up liking was your double-ended dildo. Yeah, I was going to bring this one up too. Yeah. That was so fun to have a threesome with you and M, first of all, because I believe that was the first time we've ever done that. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then to like play with that, with the double-ended dildo and like get to know it. Again, that was like a more intimate setting of just the three of us. So like, it's like you have more time almost and like less performativeness and you can just explore. I think you said this about your time in Nicaragua with Ruby. It's like when you go off by yourself, you can be less performative and just really be messy and weird and, you know, oop, that doesn't work. Let's try this instead, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Figure it out be curious yeah. and playful with it. Yeah. And so there were a couple of toys that I was introduced to this year that I'm like, I need some more time with that in a smaller setting so that I can really like play with it. Like Holly has a thruster and now actually I have a thruster because I want it in a, a gift exchange. Oh, um, those, are like, snowball. those are like the vibrators that pulse back and forth. That's a correct. Thruster. Like, okay. like they're thrusting in and out of you. Yeah. Like a yeah. dick. Mm-hmm. And I can see the appeal, but I need to play with it by myself, like probably alone to kind of like get to know it and how my body likes that. Whereas I tried it at the Hosen Hoboken that she brought it to. And like, there were a lot of people around kind of observing me use it. And I didn't feel like I could play around as much as I need to. So maybe that's a, a goal too, is to like, you know, spend more time with new toys because right now, the only one that I come back to over and over again is the wand. It's the wand. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's just – and I, I'm the small wand now because it's easy to travel with. <laughs> I'm still big and it is so uh, annoying. So, so worth it large. So worth it, yes. <laughs> All right. So what are some 2024? Like what are things that you're looking forward to as a sexual intentions, things that you want to try? 
I'll give you one guess. <laughs> All right, I'll just call it out. You DP because you didn't get to it this year. <laughs> that is correct. I mean, I had the same intention, not necessarily DP, but just more butthole stuff and more ass play. And so I, I have done more, but definitely not as much as I would have wanted to. I definitely had a dildo in me this year and did fuck me this year in the ass. And, and I've also probably done more to him in terms of pegging and using dildos on him than he has to me. So I'd like to reverse that a little bit, but uh, maybe at this point I need to keep up with him because he is now exercised and enjoys it and has found his rhythm with it and wants to do more. And I'm still in that, oh, I don't know yet. I don't know if this is too big or too small. Can I take that? I'm still in that uncertainty kind of area. And I want to get out of this space where I can just be like, yeah, let's go. I'm in. Let's do this. I want to use this one, right? I want to be more comfortable with the decision around when and how it happens. So that's my intention for this year too, is to keep with the, with the butt stuff, but do a little bit more. I didn't, I didn't do as much as I wanted to. A year is a short amount of time in a lifetime of sex. And so we have, we have time. Yeah, definitely <laughs> have time. I got to Now my other thing with my sexual intention is having this baby. My body is, is at this point now it's like rapidly changing. Like I'm getting bigger. You can see my, my bump. You know, once I have the baby, there's this whole top process of getting back to my old self, right? Things, I literally, all my organs are shifting and moving. So I just want to be able to stay confident in myself as my body goes through all of these changes so that I can tap into my sexuality and my feminine side and stay confident and continue to play with others, including, you know, NM. I think what's been really awesome is I've been a little bit uncomfortable in my body since it is changing and I'm carrying more weight and all this stuff, but it's been so healing to be around our group of friends that just embrace it and kiss my belly and love me and are still playing with me and kissing me. And I got so many compliments this weekend. Like everyone's like, you're, you're still, you're pregnant. Like you're still so sexy pregnant. Like, oh my God, you know? And I was like, oh my God, thanks guys. Like, because I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, you know? So it's it's healing to be around you guys and accepting me as my body changes through all of this. So, Girl, I didn't even know that you were feeling any kind of – I was like looking at you and being like, damn, she owning herself. She loving her pregnant body. You were the first one to strip down into your lingerie when we were at NSFW. And I was like, yeah. yes, girl. It's so awesome. So on some level – don't you feel like it's freeing to be pregnant because you have an excuse for carrying extra weight? Yeah, absolutely. There is a level of, of freedom, but there was a point where up until like a week or two ago, I was in this in-between phase of, is she letting herself go and just getting weight or is she bloated and she eats something funky or is she pregnant? Right. So like it was that in-between phase that was really hard for me to work through. Cause I, I like then made it a point to say I was pregnant to like people who were seeing, I'm like, Oh, I'm pregnant. Like, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not just getting fat. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we, you know, helped you to really feel sexy. Yeah. So that's my intention is just to like accept my body for what happens to it. Cause I can't control it. This is the universe at play and the magic of, of birth. And, you know, just, I know that when this all is done, I'm going to probably hire a trainer. I'm going to get some, you know, get myself back into shape pretty quickly. Cause I know it's possible to get your body back. So. Mm -hmm. And if anything, like you are, you're such a, 
a fuck it list item for everybody. Everybody wants to fuck you. I know it. Pre pre and post having a baby. It's like, okay, now I want to fuck someone who just had a baby. Yeah. (laughs) What's that feel feel like? like. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You'll be like, guys, it's like a hot dog down a hallway. We'll be like, great, we want to try it. T Money's going to get in there and be like, oh, yeah, this is familiar. (laughs) A non-sexual intention that I am also setting that came about in sexual situations for me is overcoming or working on my codependency. And I think that it really came to a head or became so apparent at the Joysy Shore when I was just, you know, so concerned about like, is Holly okay? Is she, you know, and it's like, she's a grown ass woman. She can take care of herself. And if she is not okay, she can come and tell me herself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a huge learning moment for me this year. And then I noticed it in myself, even this weekend, it's like, you know, trying to plan for everybody's travel and how is everybody going to get here and there? And it's like, they all have phones. They all have Google. Like they all have Uber. They can fucking get there. Like if, if they don't want to come at the exact same time as us, like they're okay. And I'm like, no, but we have to all stay together and we all have to all be okay. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, worry about yourself and trust your friends who are grown ass adults to take care of themselves. Like Mm -hmm. it's not attractive. And I think through therapy, what I'm realizing is if it's not FOMO, it's something else, right? It's like (laughs) me, (laughs) it's me trying to control the situation to make me be needed. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yes, it does. 100%. Like if I'm not needed and people can use their phones to figure out how to get to Brooklyn without me, then like they could come here and like not tell me that they're in the city and 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 just do things without me. And like it's so it's just this like weird trauma or like, you know, mm-hmm. shit that I have in my head from childhood of like not being loved enough or needed or wanted around. And it's mm-hmm. like yeah. You're just going to push people away by trying to control them into needing you around. Yes, exactly. You're absolutely right on that. You're going to push buttons and and you, that's the thing like controlling people, you're making people do things that they probably wouldn't normally do on their own and that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. Well, I love that that you're going to try to do that and I mean, do you have like examples of what that would look like in action or just is there like just a recognizing of it? So if people come to visit again, Um, I will just (laughs) say, here's where we need to go. Here's what I would suggest on how to get there and what we should do. And, you know, if you want to do something else, that's totally cool. We're going at this time. See us there if you want something different. Right. Here's what we're doing. Here's a recommendation for you of being a traveler. Exactly. Yeah. Figure it out. Like, I mean, on on Saturday, all I wanted to do was rest because I know that in between Friday night and Saturday night, I'm going to be fucking exhausted. So, like, I didn't want to make any daytime activities, Mm -hmm. but I felt like, ooh, people are coming this far. They don't want to just, like, go to New York and not see Christmassy things. Like, we need to make daytime activities, too, so that they, like, really make the most of their trip. And so, like, I planned things during the day, even though I didn't fucking want to. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was trying to read people's minds. 
in my heart of hearts, I didn't want to do anything. And so then when I was like, all right, guys, we're going to meet at this time and we're going to do all these things. And people started like texting me back saying like, hey, so I think we're going to skip out. And I'm like, what the fuck? But they didn't ask for it. I was trying to, I was assuming it's just. Right. <sighs> right. But at the same time, again, you were creating like a story. Okay. So, so to piggyback off your non-sexual 2024 intention, I also have one where I newly this year ran into feeling triggered and having moments of uncomfortableness. And I'd have these ruminating thoughts and create stories to myself about what was going on. And I suffered for longer than I should in a lot of those situations. And I've learned that going forward in 2024, as soon as I'm triggered, I'm going to bring it up to my partner am. And so that we can talk about it, even if I don't know why I'm triggered or what it is. Every time that I did eventually talk to the people involved, I had so much more clarity and calmness come over me because they were able to help me figure it out together. And then also put my stories to rest because they were just stories. And like I said before, they shattered when I talked to those people. So that is my intention. If I get triggered again, which I think I'm working through it, I'm definitely have had more experiences since then without having any issues, but I will always speak up as soon as I can um, and work it out with my partner and then whoever else is involved when I can. So that's my 2024. Yay. I think we've got (laughs) some good intentions. Yeah. I think we grew a lot this year. Yeah. And wow. not to mention my boobs are growing bigger too. So <laughs> I can so many people came up to me and were like, wow, I feel like they've doubled and they were jiggling them. And in fact, like uh the other night, it was the first time I was able to like titty fuck M's dick. <laughs> Ooh. I was like the first time I, ever. <laughs> yes, because my boobs would never go around his dick. So I was like, "Oh my god, I get it. Like this is pretty hot. Like I do like this. It's fun. <laughs> Did you use lube? Coconut oil? <laughs> no, I didn't at that time. But I think I'm definitely going to once I get a little bigger. So I'll report back on my first titty fuck because I've never done that before. <laughs> Wait, did I tell you that when I got my leap procedure and I couldn't have sex for six weeks? Um, Jay and I had some real fun with like fucking different body parts. And like, so (laughs) he titty fucked me. He fucked like the back of my knee. Like I I bent my legs. So he was like in between. (laughs) And it was we were just like trying things, you know? We were like, oh, that that could be fun. That's a slot. Let's do it, you know? (laughs) Well, now you just gotta get a channing. (laughs) (laughs) No, oh my god. You you I, I know someone who has one, so I might be right. coming over. <laughs> well, go check out their website because they got female, full body, like 75 pound. I was checking them out earlier today. Like it's it's wild, the stuff that you can get. I mean, where would I keep it? You've now seen my apartment. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unless she's just always on display. She's like my <laughs> – you Just dress so her up, put your outfit yeah, yeah, away, yeah. got her. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, this is wonderful. I'm a, I I do want to say that I'm excited for 2024. I think that we have already a lineup of fantastic interviews coming mm-hmm. up of people. They're just so experienced and knowledgeable in, in their eroticism, and they're going to share that all with us. So stay tuned for, for, for the interviews coming up. 
Mm, yes. And as always, check out woomoreplay.com. Use the link in our description. This weekend, I had so many woo wipes out. They're all gone, both at my house and at Jay's house. So everyone had very clean, balanced pH level pussies. (laughs) (laughs) Now you you know to stock up on uh, Black Friday because that's what I did. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. There we go. Okay. (laughs) So we love you, woo. Thank you. And thank you to our sponsors, Horrible Life. It's the card game of Have You Ever Sex and Kink. So you can get your hands on your first deck with code Gone Deep and get 10% off. Thanks, guys. And we invite you to kind of review your 2023 and look to the future in 2024. What are your sexual intentions? And I am definitely going to be putting this on the Instagram stories and I'll share the answers that we get. It's Mm -hmm. just fun to see what everybody's got on their bucket lists and to share that and and inspire other people. It always inspires me when I see people share theirs. So yeah, we'll we'll do a follow-up on that with those polls. All right. I love you, girl. Love you. Thanks. Good year. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You have a good